0: Hello everyone, this is Ron Bush, and you're listening to the Information Playground. Uh, If you're listening to us uh, on WVLP, you're probably located either in uh, Northwest Indiana, Valparaiso in particular, if you're listening on the FM dial 103.1, or you may be streaming us from that, wvlp.org. I encourage you, if you are, to, to take a look, or even if you're not, if you're listening to us on podcast or YouTube, Take a look at wvlp.org, but especially if you're in the community, because it's a community radio station and they do a great job. Uh, You can be part of that by going to Uh, wvlp.org. This uh, program is underwritten by Ron Bush Consulting, but we'd welcome you as an additional underwriter. Uh, And I know the the station is always looking for new underwriters to help. It's community sponsored. It's a community station. Uh, you may be listening to us on podcast. If you're not, if you uh, need to listen to us on demand, just about any podcast platform, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google podcast and there's a oh, half dozen others. Uh, you can find us on those, or you can listen to us uh, and watch us on YouTube all under the title or the channel name, The Information Playground. And I emphasize the definite article, The because there are other information playgrounds. We are the information playground. Uh, it, you can also uh, choose to sponsor or underwrite us on any of those platforms. And uh, my special guest today is, uh, is a good friend. Uh, Chris Barbold, how are you today?
1: Not too bad, Ron, how about you?
0: I'm doing great, thank you for asking. And-
1: uh, Thank you so much for having me on today, appreciate oh, it's it.
0: Always a pleasure anytime we get to talk. Would you tell the folks a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, my name is Chris Barbold. I am the president and idea man for the Barbel Agency, which is an advertising and marketing firm based out of Valparaiso. I've been doing this for about 11 years now and uh, having a lot of fun doing it.
0: Great. I'm going to pause for just a moment. We're having some technical issues, so bear with us. So uh, sorry for that uh, that difficulty there, folks. We're moving right along. So uh, you are a uh, founder of Barbell, the Barbold Agency. You're president and idea man. And I think we started having some issues there. So let's pick up. How long have you uh, How long have you been in, in business? You're in Valparaiso.
1: Yep, in Valparaiso. We've been doing this eleven years now. Wow. Um, yeah, started in 09, So crazy. It's uh, so much has changed in those years. Um, in the advertising world, um, the amount of data websites collect, mm-hmm. uh, how you're able to target people in different ways, uh, how print has changed, how big data is used in marketing, yeah. um, social media. Social media was in its infancy to the public at that point when we started the company. Uh, so that has changed so much over the years.
0: Yeah. You and I have had a lot of conversations about big data um, yeah. and, and what companies keep on. It's not, not necessarily your company. I know you you're ethical and what have you. It, a lot of the advertising and marketing companies are very ethical. Uh, you know, it doesn't yes. bother me uh, when either they or the government snoops on, on what I'm doing. Cause uh, like most people, I'm not doing anything bad. The trouble is once they have it and I won't, I said, yeah. many. I, I, I meant to say many companies. I, I don't say all, not all companies are honorable and trustworthy, but I think many of them are. The, the problem is that the hacker, the cyber criminal that hacks into that, well, he's not trustworthy and honorable Very and I don't want him to have my data. I don't want him to know my behaviors, what I shop for. I don't want him to know anything about it. In fact, I don't even want him to know of me. And so, um, so that's of course on my side of the street that's my problem with big data on your side of the street you make life easier more convenient uh, you help your clients um, both from a marketing and an advertising and, and let's uh let's go there for just a moment um, your website says that you've got 21 awards we're going to come back to that um, but i'm thinking about the difference between advertising and marketing what is a marketing specialist, as you are, versus an advertising agency, which you also do? Um, what's the difference? And, and when do you know which way to go, which one you need? Yeah.
1: So in my head, the way I put it is marketing is the plan for your, uh, how you're going to spend your ad dollars. Um, it's kind of like a financial planner of where you're going to get the most return for your money. So is it buying an ad online? If it's online, is it on Google? Is it on uh, ESPN or a news station? Something like that. Uh, is it on TV? Is it direct mail? Is it all the different places that advertising is in the world right now? Mm-hmm. And there are millions of places to choose from. And each client, has their own reason they should be there or not be there so that's what a marketing uh, professional decides is where they spend those dollars and where they think they can get the most return and then in advertising uh, that is the the pretty picture that is the uh, what is the ad going to say how is it going to look what colors what emotions do you want to invoke in somebody so that's the advertising side And that's something we do as well at the Barbell Agency. So uh, it's myself and Molly, the VP of the company's job to come up with the plan of where to spend those dollars to get you the books return. And then we have a graphic artist named Sarah and a copywriter and a whole other slew of team to uh, be able to make the creative picture and tell that story through uh, that.
0: Now you're obviously very good at what you do. I started to, to mention, I looked at my wrong note. Um, you've, I looked at your website, you've got 21 awards, I think out there, which ones are you most proud of and, and, uh, how did you, uh, how did you achieve all those things?
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to reiterate the question back to you just to make sure I understood it real quick mm-hmm. Had a little bit of an internet connection problem. I apologize. Um, you were asking about the awards and which I'm most proud of, is that correct?
0: Yeah, and and let's talk about how you achieve those awards, what goes into it. Yeah,
1: for sure. So, as you said, we've won 21 international awards up to this date. Um, The ones that I'm absolutely most proud of uh, are the Marketing Effectiveness Awards. We've won five of those uh, from three different uh, award companies. Uh, And that is them Taking a, we have to write a case study and say, you know, what were the challenges of the case? What were, you know, how did you? What was the methodology you used to pick what ads? And then show the results. And so, uh, we've won once for a company that does trucking, and they were looking to recruit people, mm-hmm. and we got them a twenty nine percent increase in their recruiting. Wow. Uh, we have. When other ones for um, uh, uh, haunted attraction that we doubled their business year over year uh, with the same budget, so that was super exciting. Uh, we uh, had a eye care facility that we increased their appointments booked fifteen and a half percent year over year as well with the exact same budget. So uh, fun stuff like that. But we've won other awards from designing billboards to radio ads. Uh, I have a radio ad that I ended up writing, uh, the beginning part of it that won. Um, It was an ad for Husqvarna, which uh, they make all different types of products. But one of the products they make is uh, snowblowers. So I came up with the idea of the Husqvarna. Before you catch cold (laughs) this winter, stop by Heinold & Feller and get yourself a Husqvarna Snowblower. So oh, I love it. That's great.
0: That
1: was, that was one that I really enjoyed. That was a lot of fun. That gave me a good laugh. Um, we've won six, I think, international awards for website design. Um, that Those are a lot of fun, too, because those take the whole team. It takes the a marketing eye to look at a website and where's the call to action being placed? Why is it being placed there? How do we change the website around? to drive traffic it needs a great graphic artist. You gotta have something that looks beautiful that keeps people engaged. You gotta have some good words on that page too. So you better have a good copywriter who can write. And then you have to have a programmer that's actually going to bring it all together and make it function the way it should. So that's a whole team effort. And it's a lot of fun uh, working with the team that we have at the Barbell Agency to do that.
0: You know, it strikes me that that's really the difference in 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 a time where technology allows just about anybody to do whatever they want to do. Uh, people throw up websites all the time. And I, I won't be so crass as to, to say throw up might be appropriate, but it's uh, it's, it's the difference between someone who lives and breathes that industry as opposed to someone who it's just something they've got to do to move on with business. Um, you, uh, you have specialists, you're, your copywriter is, is a wordsmith, uh, your, uh, your web designer and graphic artist that's, they live and breathe that. That's all yeah. they do. And so you've got someone that, that now has not, not only the creative juices and, and the ability to, to come up with the idea, but you got someone that knows how to use the best tools to get the best result, the most effective result.
1: Yeah. I, I try to explain this all the time. Of um, why, why you would choose to work with an agency, or why you would choose to have an agency build your website instead of just, you know, Jim the, the programmer or uh, Becky the, the graphic artist. So, both of those professions are probably really good individually, right? You, can, the programmer is going to make you a great functioning website. Nothing's going to break. It's going to do what it's supposed to do from a functionality point. It's going to be good. But it may not look that pretty. And it might not have the right call to actions where. And then so maybe instead you go to a graphic artist to do it. Now it looks beautiful. It's absolutely stunning. But maybe programming is a little off. You click a link and maybe it takes you to a broken page or a 404 error, something like that. Or, you know... Or if you just go to a marketing guy, it's just going to hit you with the facts and it's going to have the call to action really big. Or, you know, you probably wouldn't go to a copywriter just to make a website, then it would just be a bug really. But by having those talents all together in the same place, you get the best of all
0: Okay. So, so it's like anything else, really. If uh, if you want the best result, you're going to to hire the best people. In a sense, that's what people do when they come to you. Um, they. Uh, it it strikes me that when you have a business, and the majority of of uh, American businesses are small, um, you try to wear all the hats. I mean, that's just typical. And yet, sometimes. There are certain things that, that I can think of. For instance, what I do, cybersecurity. You know, a lot of IT guys can do the stuff. It's that they don't have the mindset. They don't think that way. Uh, your IT guy is going to think about keeping the printers printing and keeping the, all the desktops up and the computers running. He's going to think about operations. It, that's what he gets paid really to do. I get paid not to do that. I get paid to look at the worst case scenario where are the risks and manage those risks. Um, If there's no way you can ever, I don't care if you got the budget of the U S government, as you can see by all the breaches, they experience, even with an unlimited budget, you can't plug all the holes. So on my side of the the fence, um, that's what I look at. It's uh, it's how can I do the best job for my client for the, 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 the amount of money that they can budget for it. you've got the same same thing only you're not just a, a cybersecurity guy you're a guy that's going to increase their income now i increase their i don't increase their income but i say what they have and help them grow by not being hacked 64 percent of small businesses that are hacked go out of business they can't stay in business in your case you're going to increase their income. You're going to increase their visibility. It might be a search engine optimization over the web. It might be uh, through catalogs and, and uh, newspaper ads. I mean, it might be digital's, uh, doing, uh, doing something on Facebook or doing something on some other social media platform. You come at it with a wider band, if you will, not to keep them where they're at or sustain what they have, it's to elevate them to the next level. So how did you get into this?
1: Yeah, I got into it. So when I was in college, I had a lovely professor named Hugh Dahlbeck, uh, who actually at that time was just my um, advisor. And I always knew I wanted to own my own business. I just didn't know what type of business. Mm -hmm. So I was getting a, actually, when I started college, I was going for chemistry and then, towards the end of my first year uh, they brought in a professional to talk to the class. And that's when I found out I wouldn't get the touch the chemicals. And that made me very sad. I'm like that's the best part of being a chemist, <laughs> like getting the mix, the chemicals together. What do you mean? I'm just going to be sitting behind the computer all day. That, that doesn't sound fun. Yeah. So, uh, I decided to go get a general business degree. Like I said, I always knew I wanted to start my own business. Um, and went in, sat down with, Hugh Dahlback and he uh, he looked at me and he goes, why are you getting a general business degree? Goes, Hugh, I want to start my own business one day. I need a well-rounded education. I, like you said, the business owner has to wear a lot of hats, You know, accounting, finance, marketing, so on and so forth, HR. So I said, I need a well-rounded education. And he said, no business works without good advertising, Chris. You need to get a marketing degree. I said, I don't know, Hugh, that's just... All right, I'll take, you know, he talked me into it. He did a good job advertising it to me. <laughs> um, so he convinced me uh, and the rest is history. We, um, the about two years later, I ended up in a marketing class uh, where you compete against other colleges. It's called the NSACs. Um, and I had a professor by the name of Matt Hanson, who's now a very close and dear friend of mine. Um, we we had the class and the year that i had it uh, coca-cola was the client and we had a 15 million dollar budget and it was how are you going to get more back then it was millennials to drink coca-cola because at that point their sales were really slumping with millennials so we had to come up with an entire marketing plan and everything else and then all the schools come to district competition and give their pitch to different professionals i think there's three professionals on the panel um, and you make a pitch for the business at that point that year we placed fifth in our district uh, which was the highest purdue uh, northwest ever placed at that point Uh, since then matt i'm very proud of him he's gone on uh and a couple years ago he actually won nationals so
0: which is a huge deal
1: you're talking you compete against schools like LSU and Harvard and Yale, and all of your top universities and all throughout the University of Miami, all of these great schools. And uh, he was their class that year. This, uh, it was, Mary Kay was the client that year and he ended up uh, winning it all. So very proud of him.
0: That's Um, great.
1: Yep. So from that point, after I graduated college, uh, went to work for a couple other people as the director of marketing and then, uh, decided to go off and, uh, start my own business. Uh, I was selling ads on the back of real estate flyers, like the things that say three bedroom, one bath, great time to do that. Right in the middle of a housing crash, uh, of '09. nine, <laughs> uh, genius. Um, but I had the passion. I, I, I'd go out, I'd sell an ad and I'd sit down with somebody and, uh, after selling them an ad, I do their entire marketing plan. Like, where else are you advertising? How are you getting people? Here's some of the things that I would suggest. And after sitting down with a good friend of mine, Ursula, she, uh, she goes, why are you doing that? She's like, stop, like, give the ad away for free. Charge for the marketing plan. The marketing plan's way more valuable because it gives them the ability to grow their business. And she's very smart, she has a doctoral degree uh so i'm smart enough to listen to her so uh at that point we made the transition into a full service marketing and advertising agency by the year or two after starting the business so
0: great so um i'm going to take a, a just a moment here i'm going to remind people who we are and i haven't uh i i haven't identified uh, my own business nor yours in all that depth so in a moment i'm going to ask you to uh, uh provide people a way to contact you, to get in touch with okay. you. So I'm Ron Bush. I own Ron Bush Consulting and we're a cybersecurity consultancy. And uh, we go into businesses and uh, help them protect themselves. As I mentioned earlier, there's no way that you can eliminate all risk in business. But in this time, uh, when hacking and uh, data breaches are really off the charts, um, you need to be as protected as you can be what I do is help you manage those risks. It starts with behavior. It starts with some elemental things that, um, that will help you stay safe. And as your budget allows, as your business uh, improves or sustains, uh, I'm gonna help you uh, manage those risks with that. If you don't think that you need that, ask yourself how long you can be down. How long can your internet be off, or how long can uh, can you? How much of a of a, uh, a data breach can you afford? As I said earlier, most businesses go out of business. In, uh, in if you'd like to uh, to find out more about that, uh, take a look at my website. It's ronbushconsulting.com, and you can contact me via email. Info, excuse me, ron at ronbushconsulting.com. Uh, you're listening to us on WVLP. Uh, WVLP, as I mentioned at the beginning, is a great radio station. If you'd like more information on how to get involved, contact them at info at wvlp.org. Uh, Greg Kovach is a great guy and he's the station manager. You'll enjoy talking to him. Um, again, finding us on demand, you can, uh, oh, I should mention on WVLP, we're aired. Monday mornings at 8 a.m. and Friday afternoons at 1 p.m. So uh, I, I, uh, I hope that uh, uh, that you'll listen to us through that. But again, on demand, you can find us on any of the podcast platforms, or at least all the ones that I'm aware of, um, under the information playground. And check us out on YouTube. Uh, you can see uh, Chris's smiling face and his, uh, his uh, great uh, uh, personality come through on YouTube. Um, and it's under the information playground chris if they need, want to get in touch with you, they go to your website probably is that the best way or how that else? that would
1: be the best way that'd be the best way to get a hold of us um, it's uh barble bees and boy a r bees and boy again A-U, L-D ds and dog agency dot com so right. you can go on there, send us an email at hello at barble dot com and uh get a chance to check out some of the different things that we've done, the different clients and all of that.
0: Great, great. So we're recording this in, I don't know if it's the midst, I doubt that it's the end at this point, I can hope that, but it's uh, it's hopefully at least the middle of the COVID-19 epidemic or pandemic. Um, how has that affected your clients and how have you responded?
1: Yeah, it has affected our clients in so many ways. Um, we have some clients that uh, sell to schools and um, that really affected because schools had to close. Um, other ones had to change their entire business model and how, how they interacted with the public. Um, a lot of, you know, it was very interesting to see because of the breadth of clients that we have, how it varies from each industry. Um, we immediately started making some game plans uh, and have helped a lot of clients have some record sales during this time. Great. Um, One client is in the hospitality industry. And as we both know, that was a heavily affected uh, sector of the business market from COVID. And they are having uh, record sales for the last two months Wow. Uh, with some of the great promotions that we've been able to do with them and uh, finding that key audience that would respond to that ad at that given moment. So um, we have another client who's in the um, lumber, lumber business, remodeling, um, where they do kitchens and baths and um, flooring and all different types of things. They're having a record year as well. Once again, just finding that niche audience Reaching out to them when they're in that consideration time, and uh, getting the, our customers' names in front of them. So, super excited about that. And then, have a third client that's having another record-breaking year. So, very, blessed in that regards. Uh, it's very exciting to see how our marketing has been able to help in some way with the clients uh, that we have. You know, we with the client that had the close because they. Had had uh, school closures. Um, her sales staff was a little bit older. They don't really have a, a good CRM, customer relationship management tool. So luckily we, they started working with us about two years ago and we were able to get email addresses of these different places. And we were able to send out emails to these schools, to the people that we needed to send information to, to get them to say, hey, don't forget about us when that time needs again, and it worked. They're having some great, they're actually back on track. They're open again. Uh, they were in an industry that also had to close because of our stay at home order here in Indiana. So uh, without that, they wouldn't have a way to contact them because the uh, the people in the school system, they don't give the sales rep their cell phones. So luckily, you know, we were there to help that client as well, so.
0: Wow, that's exciting. Well you know all i've and know maybe the uh, i'm assuming the listeners will will agree with this um all i've heard is what an impact um, the pandemic has had on business uh, i think it's 30 some million uh folks on unemployment although they got good news this week it's still mid-20s i think um mid, you know 23 25 million something like that unemployed people underemployed because they've been uh, furloughed or uh, um, for whatever reason, pe- many people have lost their jobs completely. Businesses as a whole, um, you know, I think we're gonna see a lot of bankruptcies because they they weren't prepared for this. Not many businesses keep uh, you know six months or a year's savings to, to operate if something like this happens. Uh, no one was prepared for this. So the fact that you're able to not only keep those companies in business, but increase their business, uh, that's amazing.
1: It's been super exciting. It's been a lot of fun to to be able to be able to be part of the solution. You know, um, and and we're giving back in our own way with a couple uh, non profits and stuff like that, um, trying to help out uh, feed N W I. Um, which is giving back to food pantries and stuff like that. It's so great from that standpoint, just to try to give more like not only give back to our clients, but try to give back to some people who are unemployed and who are having one of those tough times. We had one client who uh, has a pet food shop and they broke down a few bags of food. I think they had, I forget the exact numbers. This is a client that Molly deals with uh, most often, but they gave away Ziploc bags full, of like one-pound Ziploc bags full of dog food, and I forget how many they gave away, but the video went viral. It was amazing to see how many people uh, got, you know, saw the video, got a chance to see how good the owners are, because they care. You know, that's what it really comes down to. It's just the world needs more of that, a little more caring.
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. So I'm curious as to your thoughts. You've got your, your fingers on the pulse of commerce in a way that most of us do not have. Where do you see things going? I mean, How are I, you going to come out of this?
1: Yeah, I think it's, it really is going to come down to small business. It's really going to, um, I saw some great posts on social media Um, you know, you remember going to that local, uh, store asking for a donation for your softball game or, uh, basketball, there's your chance to do something back for them. Go shop there, you know, um, going in and getting American-made products, put, put some of the factory workers back to work. I think that's, that's really what it's going to take is, um, all of us coming together, united, uh, to really get us out of uh, the downturn that we're in,
0: so yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. So um, with that, I won't need to take just a short pause. We'll be right back. So carrying on, what uh, what advice do you have for especially the small business, the the local guy uh, or gal uh, yeah. that? Um, you know, they're struggling through this, whether it continues or whether it, it actually starts to get better and we start to come out of it. What advice can you give them?
1: I, uh, I think the biggest advice I can give is um, don't stop spending money on advertising. Um, I think Henry Ford has a quote. It's loosely like, stop, you know, to stop spending money on advertising to save money is like stopping your watch to the time doesn't make sense right uh and that's true that there's plenty of case studies done about kellogg's and posts and they're in the great depression about how one kept spending money and one didn't and how that changed their business forever so people are looking for some sense of stability right now and if your business can provide that stability for them then go out there advertise um, you know when I started the business we were in the great recession and amongst that I had a couple clients and one in particularly I said listen we're going to spend more money on advertising than you ever have before but it's going to work out in great in spades so what ended up happening was is that client listened to us we were able to go negotiate better contracts with some of the advertisers, whether it was the newspaper or the billboard company or the radio station and be able to buy more for that dollar. So they weren't only spending a little bit more, but they were also getting way more. Mm-hmm. And the, his, his competitors didn't. They pulled, pulled the money close. Well, what ended up happening was, is during that time, our client grew market share, And the other ones who weren't advertising lost it. Now the economy comes back. My client's sitting in a much better place because he's now king of the hill. He's got market share. And the other ones now have to try to find a way to buy back their market share. Well, newspaper, radio, TV, billboards, internet, all of those have to deal with people pulling back. So what are they going to do now that the economy's a little bit better? They're going to charge a little bit more to make up for that lost time. Right. So the person who stopped advertising is now having to spend two and three times the amount to even get less of a return on their money. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uh, business coach has a, a great saying, second place is the worst place to be mm-hmm. in business because you're spending just as much as first place. You're just not getting the opportunity first. Right. So spend the money, get them to see your story first Get your chance to tell the story that you need to tell to that individual so and um it's telling that story at the right time is what it comes down to
0: so let's talk about um timing and let's talk about how you tell a story Uh, you've got more or we as a culture have more available to us, more sources and, and resources than ever in history. Um, I, I can remember when print was king. Well, it's not king anymore. Um, it, it's, uh, it's more into social media, I think. What are your thoughts on that? And if you were yeah. trying to ration advertising dollars, where would you want to go? I, it probably depends on the business and who your market is, but what are your thoughts there?
1: Yeah. It, um, we have clients that have all different size budgets. Um, none of them hand me a blank check, sadly. It'd be Mm -hmm. great if they did. It would be amazing. (laughs) Um, so with advertising, the idea is to every business has a story to tell. It's just a matter of it's our job as an agency to make sure the right people hear that message at the right time Mm -hmm. when they're wanting to take action. So, each business you need to uncover, you know, there's a great video from Simon Sinek start with why come up with that. Why are you doing this and portray that that'll help you develop that story. The other thing you really need to work hard on is discovering who your target market is. You know, I hear it. I don't hear as much anymore, but one of the most frustrating things I hear from businesses is, you know, when I ask who your target market is, they say everybody. Yeah. I'm like, it's not everybody, I promise, I, you know, I uh, I worked with a auto company um, many years ago and when I asked them who their target market was, they said everyone, I said, how about the girl driving that Fisher Price car out in the driveway over there? Think she needs an oil change? They're like, well, no, obviously not. I said, so we can rule anyone under the age of 16 out. At least we can start to, um, There's a saying, uh, the riches are in the niches. So if you can niche down your audience to say, we're looking for this individual, tell that story, come up with a narrative of, you know, we're looking for Michelle. Michelle's a small business owner who has five locations in the Midwest who uh, sells said thing try to okay once you've narrowed down and started to tell the story of michelle now tell me what her daily routine looks like does she wake up how does she wake up does she wake up to the radio or her cell phone or or maybe it's her alexa in her room right so trying to find out what wakes her up and then okay what does she do from there how old are her kids does she have kids how does she does she drive him to school does Does she drive to work? Does she turn on the radio? Does she have XM radio or does she listen to local or a little bit bigger? Does she read the newspaper? All of these little things, when she gets home from work, does she turn on the TV or does she sit down and pull open her her computer? Does she get on her phone? What does she do when she's bored? Start to go through the narrative of your customer. And when you start to think, oh, you know, my customers, you know, a whatever then as long as you have that story and you talk about what they're doing through their day, you can think that's where I should reach them. That's when the ideal time is. If it's a car repair place, might be a good time to reach them when they're in their car and listening to the radio. Mm-hmm. You know one way to drown out that noise is turning up the radio, the other way is coming to visit us, something like that. So thinking through who you're trying to reach what their day looks like and then after that you can develop the ways that you're going to reach them social media is very affordable uh, but if it's not done right it it can be expensive like any advertising um and i hear often talks about social media like oh it's free so why wouldn't i do it and everything else social media facebook for example they changed their algorithm in 2000 18, I want to say, they changed it to now where you can only reach one to 3% of all the people that like your page. So if you put out a post saying, you know, open today, free coffee and donuts for every visitor, and you have 100 people that like your page, only one to three people are going to see that unless they share it unless the next person shares it. And even then they have a little bit of a governor on it because they're a business. They're in the business of making money. So they're going to ask you to boost it or make it an ad. It's the idea is social media is good if you know how to put in a good target audience to reach and don't think that, oh, I have 10,000 likes. So I'm reaching all of these 10,000 people every time I tell them, you know, we have a new hair color dye in. That's not, not the case. You're reaching a very small subset of that audience. So keep that in mind that it's more than just posting. That's what's going to take driving business.
0: So, so let's come back to that. But first I want to ask you, okay, so I'm sitting down with you and you're telling me to tell you my ideal customer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do I, I mean, am I just, creating a, a, a profile of what I want as my ideal customer or who I think it is, how would I know? How would I go about this great who that is
1: That's a great question. So um, depending on the business, how many years you've been established um, and what type of information you collect at your point of re- uh, point of sale So um, we have clients who collect you know name and address, and we can take that, run it through a database, and get income, profession, uh, age, all different types of data that from this company. We have, uh, and that's one option. Another option is telling us who your ideal customer is. Who do you want to go after? Maybe your customer's this person, now you want to go after this person. Explain why, make sure it's a viable path. Uh, was it Swatch? the watch company who used to make a little bit higher end watch and stuff like that, not a Rolex level, but a little higher watch. And for some reason they wanted to go after a lower demographic, a cheap one type company. Uh, So they made a cheaper version of their watch. Well, it ended up destroying their, their main business because it's like, well, if you're going to charge me $300 for that watch versus $50 for that one, why wouldn't I just buy the $50 one? Yeah. So make sure when you're thinking through your target marketing, that you're going through that. Um, and make sure you have an open mind. Uh, we had, I, we worked with a company in the past that uh, they used to have to sign a waiver in order to use this facility. And we asked the, the business owner, who you know, who's your target audience? And they were like, uh, 25 to 30 year olds. Like, okay, we, on the waiver, they had to put their data board. So we went back, we ran the data. It turned out it was closer to like 18 to 23 year olds is who really came to that place. We went back, presented that to the business owner and their response was, no, I, I know who my customer is. Uh-huh. Like Well, I, I'm just basing it off a of stat facts. I can't have a conversation about that. So, um, have an open mind. And it's one of those things that it's our job as an agency to ask you the questions to pull that out of you or get the proper data to be able to develop who that is. If you're not working with an agency and you're doing it on your own, that's some ideas of how, like, who do you see if you really start to think through as you're sitting at the register of your store, who's coming through? Who are you seeing? What time of the days is it busy? If you actually don't know what time of the day you're busy, go to Google. Type in the name of your your business in the U, in the search box, and on the right hand side, hopefully you have a Google My Business profile, and it'll show you a graph of when you're busy and when you're not. Huh. Because Google, Google is tracking these. They're tracking these. So what happens is, is they go in. And they say, oh, at this point, there's this many people in the building and this many people. So it is very, there's all different types of stuff. And if there's one thing that I can give any business owner as a free advice for the day is to make sure they're claiming their Google My Business listing and make sure that information is accurate and keep it up to date.
0: So you get into, and this has always fascinated me, you know, on my side of the fence, I. I do everything I can to, to maintain privacy and confidentiality for my clients. On your side of the fence, you're mining that for yep. your clients. Yep. So uh, so now um, you've got Google that, that basically tracks everything. Amazon, of course, is well known. I mean, they're the ones that kind of, I don't know if that they pioneered the field, but they made it accessible oh. to everybody. Uh, Amazon yeah. knows what you look for. They surprise you with that uh they're uh, i mean they're just amazing on how they they know what you want because yes. they know you probably better than you know yourself there's actually a story about that there yes. was a
1: story about uh because of behavioral targeting because of understanding where you're going your interactions the amount of data a person gives off a day i forget how much it is i, oh, I forget But there was this lovely lady, there's a story about this that uh, was getting ads on her Facebook page um, about, uh, I believe it was gay t-shirts, gay pride Mm t-shirts. And she's like, I'm not gay. I don't know why I'm getting these. And someone at the office saw her get this ad and I guess teased her a little bit, which is horribly inappropriate, but was teasing her about it. And I guess, funny enough, A few months later, she actually, I guess, did some soul searching and determined that's really who she was interested in. So they do sometimes, like these companies sometimes know you better than you know yourself. And that comes through, you know, people often ask, is Facebook listening to me? No, it's just their predictive algorithm is so good. It's knowing where you're, what did you buy from the store? Guess what, we can get that data because you used a credit card when you bought it. Or, oh no, I I paid on cash. That's okay, did you bring your cell phone there? Do you have your location services turned on? Did you GPS to that store? Then we still know what you bought. So there are so many ways to get, and how much data is being produced. It is really, that that's where it comes down to reaching that right audience at the right time. The idea is, putting your message out there. If someone is, if there's certain, if you know, if you're a pain management facility or a chiropractor, for example, where are the couple of places people stop at before they come to your location? They're probably going to go to the doctor. They're probably going to go to, you know, um, a pain, a doctor, an orthopedic surgeon, and, advertising you can set up what's called geo bubbles and put a bubble over someplace and when someone comes in the bubble and then comes back out you can start to advertise to them so you know if people are taking steps towards your practice so that's why i said it's important to write down not only who you're trying to reach but tell me tell a little bit of a story of what their day looks like that way you can and then what journeys do they go on to find your business, and from there you can make a pretty good case of where they advertise to these people and when.
0: Wow, well, you reminded me with the the story of the young lady of the, uh, and it's a classic. I, I've taught uh, classes on uh, on cybersecurity in in universities, and this story is always in the textbooks. It's Target, you know. Uh, years ago, uh, the oh, yeah. uh, the the dad who was. Uh, getting uh, uh, advertising in the mail from Target on baby things. And of course, he he gets upset about it, finally goes down, complains to Target. And and Target says, well, I'm sorry, I don't know how it happened. It was to his, uh, I think, 15-year-old daughter. 15-year-old yep. daughter, And so he, he demands they stop it. And, and uh, anyway, t- to cut to the chase, long story short, uh, turns out the girl is pregnant. And she was, uh, Target knew that because of what she'd shopped, what she'd looked at, what she'd shopped for. Um, it's, we live in a world where nothing really is private. I, I remember reading uh, a book a few years back on on uh, becoming anonymous, getting off the grid, and how to yeah. be anonymous. And the... Is it the, possible? The No, it's not. <laughs> Even... <laughs> Even if, you, even if you use uh, you know, Visa and, and MasterCard, uh, gift cards is usually what they're called. You know, they've got your picture when you buy it at the, at the store, whatever store you're at, convenience store, Target, doesn't matter. Uh, if you paid cash, well, cash gets treated differently from credit cards. Certainly if you use a credit card to buy anything, it's tracked. So yeah. there really is. And online, there's no way to be completely anonymous. You can use VPNs, and you can do all kinds of things. You can use Tor to go on the dark web and try to try to stay there. You know, at the end of the day, uh, if anyone's looking for you, be it the the, the federal government or or a, a hacker that's way up on the the totem pole, um, they'll they'll find you and they can track you. There's just no way to be anonymous. We can do that's things true. that help us from the normal run of the mill you're talking about, um, on the positive side, companies yeah. tracking us to, to let us know they have what we're looking for. And that's yeah. a different story. Um,
1: so. And, it, but it is, it comes down still to, uh, social engineering.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and there's, it was interesting when, um, Mark Zuckerberg got called in front of Congress, and they, uh, uh, Congressman or woman, I forgot who it was, asked, "Well, how do you make your money?" Yeah. Or some I, that, or Google was asked that, like, "How do you make money?"
0: No, it was Zuckerberg,
1: and it I was Zuckerberg, Congressman. Okay.
0: It was one of the older guys.
1: Yeah, and he it couldn't like, understand that. Could not understand. Data, data is more valuable in this world than than oil. Yeah especially when it goes negative. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you get the average person gets so much data. They have no idea. I mean, for anyone who thinks, you know, oh, you know, I don't have, like I'm not being tracked. It's not that big a deal. I mean, with the COVID thing, they talked about how many people were leaving their house week over week. Right. Yeah. And they could show you graphs of that. Yeah. How do they do that? by your phone, by buying that data from your service provider, whether it's AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, whatever it is, there, all of that data goes somewhere and it's valuable to someone, you know, um, from from an advertising agency, it's value to us from the idea of being able to get you at the, get your information to you when you're in that purchasing mode. Um, to your car insurance company, it's kind of important if you come to that stop or not, or if you just roll through it. You know? <laughs> to a hacker, it's valuable from being able to try the, to deduce what your passwords are. You know, I see it on Facebook all the time, like doing games of, you know, what was your first concert or what's your favorite color? All of those are your security questions. Yes. Don't 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 do those, please. <laughs> or another like another one is when people take pictures of the kids like oh they got the driver's license no 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 that has your address that has the birthday that has all of that so be careful with what information you're sharing and how you're sharing um it's, any information is valuable i mean uh you ask how any war was won in all the ages of humanity and it comes down to information
0: oh that's a great you know? point. I may I mean, borrow that, ben, use that myself.
1: <laughs> there you go. I mean Benedict Arnold, right? We still know that name today from the Revolutionary War. Why? Because he was he he turned on his own country, yeah. and why? Because he had information to give to someone else that was valuable. Right. Information is always valuable.
0: Yeah, gosh, that's an excellent point. Well, what uh, we're coming down to the wire. Um, yeah. I'm not sure where to, where to go with final thoughts, but uh, I know you, you're very much a thinking man. So, mm-hmm. anything we should have talked about? Any final thoughts?
1: Uh, I appreciate our time as always, appreciate your friendship. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, once again, if you need, uh, my name is Chris Barble from the Barble Agency. Uh, you can visit our web, website at bees and boy, A R, bees and boy again, A U L Ds and dog agency.com uh take a look at some of the work take a look at the team uh read some of our case studies about the amazing results that we've had for clients and the budgets vary so much so it's not a matter of oh i need to have you know five million dollars to hire an ad agency you might be surprised
0: so just to just to finish that thought um What kind of, what's your your target? What what client are you looking for?
1: We're looking for, yeah, we're looking for clients who do 10 to $50 million in sale a year, who um, have a niche market that they have. So whether it's the unique standpoint of, we have one who does custom archery, uh, excuse me, traditional archery, so that's more like the bows that uh, you see Robin Hood use. Something that is, or whether it's a local coffee shop, something like that, but that has multiple chains. The idea is that they have enough money to be able to do some advertising that when we come to them and say, our fee is this, and we want you to spend this on advertising, um, that it's not a sticker shock. Um, we. We have one client one time a few years ago, uh, actually many years ago, who had a local gym and they were losing market share. Uh, It was in Lowell, Indiana, which is about, I think, 15,000 people live there or so. And three gyms opened in that town. They were the first one to open, but then they stopped advertising and then three others, two others moved in and they lost a ton of market share. Yeah. And they... They came to us and they said, you know, we're thinking about selling the business. What can we do to grow market share? And I said, well, we're gonna have to do some advertising. I said, you know, what's your advertising budget? And they go, what are you charging us? And I go, wait, that's two separate things. Like if we design the most beautiful something, you at least have to at least spend the money to print it out and put it on the wall or something. (laughs) So uh, we were fortunate enough to talk to them, uh, secure some type of ad spin. And we actually doubled their business in a matter of six months. And then they were able to sell the business. Wow. So, yeah. So from that standpoint, male, female, any color, I don't care. If you, the the biggest, the biggest part, more than money, more than anything else, is that they're an ethical business owner, And ethics is what you do when no one else is looking. So that's the biggest, biggest part of our target marketing. Well
0: said always good to talk to you always uh, always a pleasure and always educational always interesting always learn something yeah
1: likewise really appreciate it
0: so thank you for being with us today folks you've been listening to the information playground uh, we come to you in a variety of ways uh, through wvlp uh, a valparaiso indiana uh, fm radio station It's 103.1 on your FM dial or wvlp.org. And I encourage you to stream us through that. They're always looking for underwriters. It's a community radio station. They do a lot in the community. So I encourage you to get involved. Uh, This program, the Information Playground is underwritten by Ron Bush Consulting. And uh, if uh, you're interested in underwriting the program, I'd be welcome to that as well. You can find us uh, on demand on any of the podcast platforms. Uh, the information playground, or on YouTube uh, videos, uh, the information playground. If you haven't checked out my book, uh, it's uh, staying safe in a very dangerous world. Subtitle is think before you click. Um, So you can find us at ronbushconsultant.com. If you're an event planner, you can also find us at uh, bushcommunicationsincorporated.com. I do speaking engagements around the country. So you're welcome to check us out on either platform. My guest has been Chris Barbold. He's president and idea man for the Barbold Agency. It's a great uh, organization. And I hope you check out his website at barbold.com. And that's B-A-R-B-A-U-L-D. Um, it's uh, a little more Barbold complicated agency, than Bush. Actually. Bush is easy. It's a four-letter word. So, yeah.
1: Uh, and it's actually barboldagency.com.
0: Ah, I, my. sorry. Thank you. That's okay. And so check it out. It will
1: redirect there. It will (laughs) redirect. It should redirect there, I should say that.
0: You know it does, because I always type in marble. There you go. Okay. Good. (laughs) So that works well. So thank you for being with us. Uh, Join us uh, whenever you have a moment. Uh, You've been listening to the Information Playground. All the best.